Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hey gang, we'll jump into the show here in just a second. But first, if you're only listening to the free portion of the Bob Seska Show on Apple Podcasts and so on, you're only hearing the first hour. There's an additional 20 minutes of show after the end credits roll, and it's all happening on our Patreon page. Of course, I'm talking about the postmortem show at patreon.com slash Show or simply bobseskashow.com. It's a completely unfiltered, commercial-free continuation of all the fun and news, and it'll only cost you $5 per month, and you'll be supporting this fully independent podcast. Don't miss out. Again, that's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it, send it to all your friends, and we thank you in advance. And now, let the cartoons be begin. Bob Seska. Hi, Bob. Hi, Bob. <laughs> Hi, Bob. Hello. The Bob Seska Show. Yeah, I figured we have so much to cover today, we jump right in. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, July 27, 2021. This is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi. Hello. My name is Bob. How you doing? Hello, Bob. Oh, hi. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> Day 189 of the Biden-Harris administration, 469 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram at TheBobSeska and on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go. And here comes Buzz Burbank. You say Buzz Burbank. You've said it all. I'm the Justice Breyer of podcasting. I will not retire. (laughs) Sorry. Deal with something. Hi, hi, Bob. Hi, Hi, everybody. Uh, He's Bob. uh, I'm Buzz, and we got your bipartisanship right here. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, Bob, I just I just stopped by to borrow a cup of fucks because I'm all out of them. Uh, (laughs) You too, man. I'm sorry to report. I don't have anything for you. (laughs) You, I'm glad to see you haven't melted. uh, Because man, it's hot. It isn't. Oh man, it is so hot. How hot is it? Well, yeah, Bob. It's so hot. Ted Cruz (laughs) went back to Cancun. <laughs> it's so hot people huddle around Kaylee McEnany to stay cool. <laughs> it's so hot Mitch McConnell installed an air conditioner in his shell. <laughs> that's that's how hot it is. <laughs> See, you Not said that. those weren't that good. I think these are the best jokes so far. Holy shit. Well, yeah. it says a lot about you, doesn't it? <laughs> Uh, the the Olympics are underway. Yes. Uh, the the U.S. took the gold in skeet shooting. Uh-huh. Uh, the U.S. is once again uh, we have the best shooters. <laughs> I'm surprised," said no one. Oh God! National pass on mm-hmm. climate. It's uh, man. It's hard to be cheery. Uh, yeah. Climate change getting worse. Uh, yeah. With the floods and the rising oceans. It's a good thing the U.S. took the gold in swimming. <laughs> 
That's, oh, and and we what we've been watching all morning and what mm. we'll be talking about the rest of the show. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi's select committee opened hearings today on the January 6th insurrection. Uh, Republicans are complaining there's no one on the committee to defend Trump. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to start out with the uh, one of the most appropriate Rocky Mountain Mike songs. Here we go. Yep. This is the day of the annoying man. That hole on the stage, there where he used to stand. Yeah, there just about right for uh, the tone of today's proceedings on the Hill. Hardest, uh, let me just say, hardest working man almost in show business, Rocky right. Mountain Mike. Yeah. <laughs> we're, of course, we're all almost in show business. That's right. And of course, as always, send your requests to Rocky underscore Mountain underscore Mike. I'm sure he's and, loving this every time we or, say that. Or, or mail them directly to him at the North Pole. <laughs> That's exactly right. Oh, oh, shit. what a so, day. Yeah. You, know, you know how hard, and I talked to you about this uh, before the show, mm. how hard it is to, you know, have, evaluate jokes uh, while this hearing is going on this morning. Right. And I, have, I haven't missed a minute of it. And, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, you know, I know you have some tapes, and I'm really uh, excited to talk about this. Well, the Insurrection Committee hearings are underway. We're in day yep. one right now. Oh, it wow. has been a, uh, a hard thing to watch. That's for sure, but immensely compelling. And yes. I think the rage that I'm feeling right now, possibly the rage that you're feeling right now, Buzz, I think is reflected on everyone who is watching this, minus the people who are part of the cult, and I doubt they're watching it in the first place. So true. I would suggest a vast majority of the people watching the proceedings today on the Hill uh, in this Insurrection Committee, the 1-6 Committee uh, hearings, are experiencing basically the same rage of emotions. <laughs> There well, you go. Range of emotions. I said range of emotions, but range of emotions life. too. Yeah. 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 No, it absolutely. And and I have that rage. I, I swear I do. But I, I really am happy with the place that I'm in because I feel yeah. like that rage is under control within yeah, me. That, that's true. That, yes, that, that rage is there, but I'm not, you know, my head is not exploding. Right. What I felt today uh, watching this hearing, and gosh, I recommend everybody watch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody who can see this and i know there'll be clips of it and so but you, you got to be watching what this morning i think is the best show of the year on yeah. television uh it, you know i was expecting something softer i was expecting i knew that there would be uh, emotional testimony from the officers which we did in fact hear this morning and man was it ever emotional uh but i i, I expected that but i didn't expect i didn't expect it so quickly to yeah. tie it to Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I didn't expect it, you know, and I'm so relieved and gratified by what I'm hearing from 
the Democratic lawmakers, yeah. from from Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, and and from the men, uh, the officers who've testified so far, they've all gotten right to the heart of the matter. They've mm-hmm. all brought it back to Trump and the Republicans. And it, it, just in the first few hours of testimony, the first half of the day, uh, normally these things are slow and boring. This is freaking riveting yeah, uh, yeah, is. Uh, television. And and so in addition to the rage that I've felt all along, uh, that I, I think I have under sort of logical control, like like Mr. Spock, uh, at the same <laughs> time, I'm, I, I'm feeling this great human relief yeah. That this is finally being addressed in, in a very real way. The shit got real today. Yeah, and I think to an extent we spent a lot of time reacting to what Trump and people like uh, Ellie Stefanik was saying today and the the obfuscation that's happening about the motivations for the insurrection, what happened inside. Donald Trump saying, oh, they were just in there hugging and kissing each other. They love to hug and kiss. Yeah, right. So suddenly my Donald Trump impression has become you, uh, Jiminy, you, Jiminy Glick. <laughs> And do you, do you, well, I, you know, we, we just, we know who it is and we don't, it doesn't have to be right. We're, we're very forgiving. Close enough. Yeah. One of the officers did respond to that by saying yeah. that uh, he's still suffering the consequences of the quote hugs and kisses. Yeah. He yeah. Got that day. And I think that's important for Americans to hear, uh, play it. Play it loud, play it proud. Yeah, yeah. it's possible. I, I've got uh, as much audio yeah, as right. I could gather before we started the show. And, you have uh, so much, you don't know what you have. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've got uh, at least six clips here that we can play and we can uh, dissect here. So let's start with uh, Liz Cheney. Liz Cheney beginning yeah. the proceedings today and uh, and really showing herself to be I mean, say what you will about her politics and her ideology and the things that she's been responsible for in the past. The fact of the matter is that she is a patriot. She's there now. She's there when we need her. Yeah, yeah. We we disagree on policy, and that's okay. That's part of being in a democracy. But part of being in a democracy is not overthrowing the democracy. And that's what Liz Cheney is rising up against, the overthrowing of our democracy. Make no mistake, what these guys, what happened on January 6th is Donald Trump, the sitting president, ordered a mob to go and violently invade and occupy Congress in order to overturn a free and fair election. That is not democracy. And anyone standing up against that is an American patriot. And, and we need to add to that that the majority of Republicans in Congress then voted to support the insurrection. That's right. By voting against the certification of Joe Biden as president. And that's the rest of the sentence. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I want us to be sure and say that every time yeah. we talk about the other. Okay. Well, here's uh, here's Liz Cheney. This is some of her remarks yes. uh, uh, earlier today. We cannot leave the violence of January 6th and its causes uninvestigated. The American people deserve the full and open testimony of every person with knowledge of the planning and preparation for January 6th. We must know what happened here at the Capitol. We must also know what happened every minute of that day in the White House. I'm going to pause right there. That's an immensely important phrase right there. Yeah, she's knocking at Donald Trump's door there. And yeah. Like I said, he was hit many times today with the blame. Right, and just as a side note, uh, the DOJ 
said today, the Department of Justice said today that former Trump officials can testify. DOJ will not defend these guys if they decide they're going to go to court and say, we don't want to uh, abide by these subpoenas. And there are going to be subpoenas. And Liz Cheney also said that, uh, and this was very gratifying to me to hear her say that we we should subpoena people and enforce those subpoenas. Mm -hmm. When I hear Liz Cheney on a committee of mostly Democrats agreeing with the Democrats saying we need to subpoena and and something we don't often hear even Democrats say and enforce those subpoenas. That's right. Oh, yes, please. If you really want to get to the bottom of this, they must be compelled to testify. That's right. This may be our one and only chance to immensely and permanently emphasize what happened on January 6th. I mean, we've had opportunities in the past. There was, of course, the impeachment proceeding, the successful impeachment proceeding against Donald Trump. But at the same time, uh, this creates the narrative that will be repeated uh, in history books and by people who have maybe generations down the road who are learning about what we experienced on January 6th here in the United States. And so this is the series of events, the testimony that will carry this on into the future and hopefully be a significant lesson. So everyone who was involved needs to be dragged onto the hill as quickly as possible. And and here's why that's so, so very important, because a different version of this history has already been written by the Red Hats. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, which one do you want recorded Mm -hmm. in the history books for future generations to read and learn from? Certainly not the false one. And uh, the false narrative must be crushed so that true history can be recorded and so that in the more immediate future justice can be meted out that's right every time you hear donald trump or someone else try to uh, turn this into something that it wasn't by soft peddling and lying mm-hmm. about it we have to refocus now on what really happened and begin to repeat that over and over again some of these clips i'm going to play for you these should be in every single uh, political ad in 2022 in every single congressional district in the united states some of these sound bites i mean you could just Absolutely. play a, one of these sound bites you just play them and that that's the ad end it with i'm so and so and i approve this message you're at, you're absolutely right i hope they do use them i think they will use them and there there were some excellent clips today yeah here we go there's more liz cheney here every phone call every conversation every meeting leading up to during and after the attack oh yeah honorable yeah. men and women have an obligation to step forward If those responsible are not held accountable, and if Congress does not act responsibly, this will remain a cancer on our constitutional republic, Mm -hmm. undermining the peaceful transfer of power at the heart of our democratic system. We will face the threat of more violence in the months to come, and another January 6th every four years. Yep, and that's exactly what will happen if there is not accountability. And I'm, I'm talking about not just against the insurrectionists themselves, the thugs that actually made it into the Capitol building. I'm talking about the people who ordered them to do it, uh, the planners, the people who decided that this, is, this was a good idea, the people who... Uh, uh, supported it politically and uh, all points in between. Obviously, the level of accountability changes based on your connection to it 
And I think to be fair, that's the way it needs to be. But at the same time, you know, there's got to be accountability for everyone that was in that sphere on that day. The, rep the representatives on this committee are doing their constitutional duty yeah. to assure, and this has been a repeated theme throughout uh, the morning session of the hearings, and mm -hmm. I, that gives me a clue we're going to keep hearing about it, yeah. and that is the peaceful transition of power. Preserving the peaceful transition of power. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and how uh, some Americans, starting with Donald Trump, tried to disrupt that yeah. for the first time in our history, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not only was it the first time in our history in which the peaceful transfer of power was disrupted, but mm -hmm. it was the first time in our history in which an armed mob invaded right. and occupied the Capitol building, subverting the Article One powers, trying to overturn an election at the behest of this dictator in the White House. And that is immense and historic and horrible. I mean, yeah, this joins, scary. January 6th joins the pantheon of some of the worst events in the history of this country. Absolutely. No doubt about it. And, 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 and it should always be remembered as such. I mean, uh, this, this should... This should be in a chapter right after the one about the Civil War because, yeah. uh, you know, this this is that significant and in some ways more so because invading the Capitol by so-called Americans didn't even occur during the Civil War. Right, right. And the, the crazy thing is that irrespective of how this turns out with accountability and all the rest of it, prosecutions and on down the line, this is still something that's on the table. For a yes. lot of Americans. Still this out is, there. It's still happening. It's still real. Yeah, that's right. And the fact that it already happened, precedent is a big deal in this country. We have so many things in this country that are based merely on precedent, not on law, not on constitutional amendments, not, not on the Bill of Rights, but based on precedent, based on tradition. And once you put something on the table, once you let that toothpaste out of the tube, it's nearly impossible to jam it back mm -hmm. in. That's why Sorry. Abraham Lincoln had to fight the Civil War so fiercely, because as soon as the idea of secession was allowed to occur, mm -hmm. then that's it. That's it for, for small-R yeah. Republican government. That's it for democracy in the Northern Hemisphere. Right. Uh, everything falls apart from there. It just crumbles. And so you, you allow it to happen, and then it just keeps coming back. And that's what we have to fight against, and that's why this committee is so important. Here's a, here's Officer Michael Fanone. We've seen him in the news uh, quite oh, a bit. Uh, his testimony was, well, all the testimony was immensely compelling. I don't want to single yes. anyone out here. But here's, a, here's some of Michael Fanone's testimony today. What makes the struggle harder and more painful is to know so many of my fellow citizens including so many of the people I put my life at risk to defend, are downplaying or outright denying what happened. I feel like I went to hell and back to protect them and the people in this room. But too many are now telling me that hell doesn't exist or that hell actually wasn't that bad. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. My law enforcement career prepared me to cope with some of the aspects of this experience. Being an officer, you know your life is at risk whenever you walk out the door, even if you don't expect otherwise law-abiding citizens to take up arms against you. But nothing, truly nothing, has prepared me to address those elected members of our government who continue to deny the events of that day. And in doing so, betray their oath of office. <laughs> yeah, to say the yeah. least.
and that's not the only moment that was focused mm-hmm. on lawmakers who supported the insurrection. Yeah, yeah. And the, the other key to watch for here in all of this is not just uh, when these officers are calling out the Republicans on the Hill, the Republican mm-hmm. members of Congress who yes. were ju- in just as much danger as anyone else on that Apparently. day. Yes. But at the same time, also listen for the word terrorism. I think when we hear from Daniel Hodges, he's going to refer to the attackers as terrorists. Frequently. Yeah, frequently. And this is completely on the record. This is down for the history books. Make no mistake. Here's another clip of uh, Michael Fanon, meanwhile, his his testimony from earlier. Because I was among the vastly outnumbered group of law enforcement officers protecting the Capitol and the people inside it. I was grabbed, beaten, tased, all while being called a traitor to my country. Hmm. I was at risk of being stripped of and killed with my own firearm as I heard chants of kill him with his own gun. I could still hear those words in my head today. I bet. Although I regularly deal with risky situations on the job, nowhere in my wildest imagination did I ever expect to be in that situation or sitting here before you talking about it. That experience and its aftermath were something that not even my extensive law enforcement training could prepare me for. Hey, you know, uh, this got me to thinking, too, uh, listening to Michael Fanon here, is that, uh, you know, we talk a lot about uh, PTSD coming out of the uh, pandemic yes. and so on. For just the voters. Yeah, ju- just those of us who experience this and PTSD following that insurrection and the chaos that led up to it. I think it's an important thing to note that part of what we're going through as a nation right now, part of the psychological recovery from 2020 and on into 2021 yes. But I can't even imagine the post-traumatic stress being experienced by these guys. And we're going to hear some uh, testimony along those lines here this morning or today. I can't even imagine being in this situation. And I keep referencing Daniel Hodges. Most of us can't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Daniel Hodges, the position he was in. Michael Fanon, the position he was in. Some of these officers were in just agonizingly terrifying situations where they are subject to the worst that human nature could dredge up. When me, you when you are trapped in an entryway like Daniel Hodges was, yes. and you yeah. are at the mercy of frothing maniacs who have no restraint whatsoever, that is the most terrifying situation. That is borderline torture. That's like Several. being strapped to a chair, like duct taped to a chair, and guy dances around you with a switchblade. You know, you know, what's he going to cut off first? What's he going to do with this? Well, you're completely at the mercy of the darkest aspects of human nature. And that is the ultimate in terror, as far as I'm concerned. Several of these officers thought they were in their last moments of life. Uh, yeah. That officer thought he would be crushed. Uh, mm-hmm. Another one, you know, Fanon testified that uh, he can't get out of his head. And I certainly yeah. understand it. Yeah. Uh, kill him with his own gun. Uh, and the other injuries endured by them. Seven dead, uh, 140 people injured, 140 officers injured that day. Wow. Uh, I think I want to talk about the superficial for just a second, the visual sure. on this. I think it's, uh, there, first of all, we have an Hispanic victim of the Trump mob uh, testifying today. We have a black uh, victim of the Trump mob testifying today and two white victims of the Trump mob testifying today. And I think it's important. You just heard the tape from Officer Fanon with a bit of a southern accent there. Uh, I, I think it's 
I think it's really just as important as having the black and the Hispanic on there, uh, having a good old boy with a beard yeah. uh, uh, telling the truth because maybe they'll listen to a guy with a beard. I can only hope. I'm talking about the superficial, I know. And as far as about the uh, post-traumatic stress disorder that the country is feeling, uh, after 2020, I, I'm now. I think we're now starting to experience what I would call pre-traumatic stress disorder, as the pandemic uh, appear, appears to get worse. Yeah. Um, uh, just as a side note, but I, I don't want to take us off the subject of the day. But uh, I want the audience to know that we know that the pandemic that we thought was going away is absolutely getting worse. And uh, the CDC today recommended that even the vaccinated start wearing masks indoors today. I was already on board with that. And, uh, you know, I, I guess that's all we, we can say about it right now that we haven't already said. Yeah, but, well, in uh, fact, there's, uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of trauma going around uh, throughout the country and uh, obviously, most especially, for the officer pinned in the door and the one whose gun might have been used to kill him uh, and, and the other officers who endured, uh, who thought they uh, the what the officer, the black officer, who thought that he wouldn't be able to, uh, maybe it was the Hispanic officer who believed that he wouldn't be able to, they couldn't, he could feel the oxygen leaving his body. Yeah, uh, you know these are horrifying experiences carried out by people who claim to be patriots when they are traitors. Yeah, that's right. And I definitely want to get to this uh, new CDC information. And there's something that's uh, is really compelling as far as an argument against the unvaxxed or the anti-vaxxers. And, and this was a good, bit of news good. that was so salient, I, I don't want to forget to get to it today. Good. So we are going to get to uh, COVID here in just a few minutes. But yeah, let's talk about Officer Gunnell, who's the uh, Latino man, uh, mm-hmm. Capitol Police officer, uh, who good. testified today. And uh, among many other things, we're going to play a a clip of his testimony here. He said, I was more afraid to work at the Capitol than in my entire deployment to Iraq. Right. Geez, that is chilling. I mean, if we talk about putting a fine point on the emotions of that day and the stress and horror of that day. I I knew this and I'd heard this before, but this gets it on the record. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the record that will go into the history books. That's right. Here's Sergeant Gunnell from earlier. What we were suggested that day was like something from a medieval bottle. We fought hand to hand, inch by inch to prevent an invasion of the Capitol by a violent mob intent on subverting our democratic process. My fellow officers and I were committed to not letting any rioters breach the Capitol. It was a prolonged and desperate struggle. The rioters attempted to breach the Capitol were shouting, Trump, send us. Pick the right side. We want Trump. I vividly heard officers screaming in agony and pain just an arm length from me. I didn't know at that time that was Officer Hodges, and he's here today to testify. I, too, was being crushed by the riders. I could feel my, myself losing oxygen and recall thinking to myself, this is how I'm going to die, defending this entrance. Imagine that. Yeah, Americans. Many of the officers fighting alongside me were calling for shields because their shields had been stripped from, from them by the rioters. I was one of the few officers left with a shield, so I spent the majority of my time in the, at the front of the line. I later found out that my wife and relatives were 
here in the U.S. and abroad. were frantically calling and texting me from 2 p.m. onward because they were watching the tumor, tumor on television. He's, he's fighting tears. Yeah, he's yeah. fighting tears, as you can hear there. Uh, yeah, there was it was a very very emotional hearing. It, as it comes to live coverage of government events, uh, this is even more riveting than. And never mind the two impeachments of Trump. Uh, yeah, those yeah. were. I expected something more like that today, mm. and what I got today was much much more powerful. And I would have to say even more powerful than the Watergate hearings that uh, Americans were glued to uh, yeah, in the seventies. Yeah. Thank God. Jim Jordan and the other goofballs oh, from yes. the Red Hat Caucus, from the crazy uh, clown, uh, rodeo clown caucus. Yeah. Thank God it, they're not there to smear their fucking disgusting taint all over these uh, I'm, otherwise I'm, yes. honorable proceedings. I'm grateful they're not there. I'm grateful that, that Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger are there. Yeah. I'm grateful that Madam Pelosi has done exactly what she should have done. Mm -hmm. uh, she has handled this masterfully. Uh, the next time I see one of you bitching about Nancy Pelosi, I'm going to throw this in your face <laughs> because she... Uh, you know, she's up there getting it done. And uh, because yeah, of the yeah. decisions that she's made uh, for the sole purpose of getting to the truth, uh, this will be the recording of history. And yeah. I am so grateful for all of these people mm. and, and, of course, the officers for what they've done and what they're doing and what they're going to do. Yeah. Uh, like I said, this is already zeroed in on Trump and we're just getting started uh, this is a, this is a fireworks show, the likes of which you haven't seen before. Absolutely, and I couldn't agree with you more uh, on all of that. And uh, I wanted to add here too, and I mentioned, I threw in the the word Americans as we were listening to Sergeant. Yeah, Janelle. I heard that. Yeah, and I think that may be one of the most shocking aspects of what of we course. observed on January six. Not just the violence of it, not just the beatings and the death and the crushing that went on. Uh, that day. But the fact that these attackers were Americans, I mean, people waving the American flag, for God's yes. sake, while attempting to subvert the Article One powers in this country. Article One, the reason the framers of the Constitution made uh, Article One about the Congress regulating and uh, determining the, the role right. of Congress is because they felt Congress is the most important of the three branches of government. And so and they that's... made that Article 1. These men and some women who attacked the Capitol building on January 6th, they were attacking the Constitution. Yes, the government. Were... They, they, they were there to overthrow the government. Yeah. Some of them even said it in words, we're here to overthrow the government. That's right. Uh, one of the officers who testified today, one of the officers who nearly lost their lives that day, their life that day, uh, said that they got into the business of law enforcement after 9-11 because uh, terrorists had attacked this country and that they never imagined that they would be defending this country mm -hmm. against terrorists from within. Yeah. And, and as has been pointed out repeatedly and will be more so, uh, the terrorists were following their leader, Donald John Trump. That's right. That's right. They were Americans attacking the most important political institution in our nation's history.
Right. And that was the most shocking aspect of all of this. Make no mistake, there is no equivalence. And don't let the equivalence be made that this no. is the same as some guy throwing a rock through the window of a Starbucks in Minneapolis. That is right. horseshit. There is no comparison. That's between not trying what, to overthrow the government. That's absolutely not. There is no right. connection whatsoever between right. trying to undo a free and fair election in this country through the violent occupation of the United States Congress and some of the violence that occurred in the previous summer in Minneapolis and Portland and elsewhere. There, right. there wasn't any comparison in terms of the extreme nature of the violence. There's no comparison in terms of the motivation behind the violence. There is no comparison between any of these things. And I hope that as we proceed through our lives on social media and, and so on, that we make sure never to allow that false equivalence to pass that's un unchallenged. Exactly, Bob. And that's one of the purposes of this uh, committee uh, yeah. set of hearings. And that is to, uh, to, to get on the record what happened. We, most mm -hmm. of us know what happened and yeah. how it happened, but we need to get that on the record and we will in an organized storytelling fashion. And having done that, then action, I believe, will be taken to help assure that this never ever happens again. And you're right, all of us need to push for exactly that outcome. Well, in a few minutes here, we're going to uh, hear from Daniel Hodges, the Capitol Police officer who we've seen the video of being crushed in that entryway as the Red Hatch chant, heave ho, as they literally try to crush a man. I mean, and, they, they try to flatten yeah. a Capitol Police officer in the, the name of Donald no Trump. Yeah, yeah. You've likely seen the video of his head squished between uh, the, uh, the revolving oh. door and the frame of that doorway. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll get into that. I, I also uh, want folks to know that I'd like to talk briefly about Simone Biles. I know that seems yes. way, way, way off topic, but a huge drama that I don't know. I don't follow the Olympics. I don't follow sports. I think something very, very, very important happened today. A drama that unfolded uh, during these dramatic hearings. We'll only take a minute to talk about it, but it's something I think every American should know. I have no idea what happened with Simone Biles. I know, I'm, I'm I guessing you don't because everybody's <laughs> either been uh, at work or they've been watching the hearing. That's right. That's why it's so valuable. So we're going to talk about that and more right after we do this. Uh, you know, if you ever catch yourself thinking when looking in the mirror, I wish my under eye bags would just go away. Well, you're not alone. Bags and puffiness under the eyes are a problem for millions of American men and women until now. Introducing the new GenuCell Serum with plant stem cell technology from Chamonix. Susan from New Jersey wrote, quote, I've been using GenuCell for a couple of months. The puffiness around my eyes is gone. Even the crow's feet and small lines have disappeared, and they haven't come back. I love this product. I use it under my eyes, around my cheekbones, and on my eyelids, unquote. With its instant effects, Chamonix says you'll see results in the first 12 hours or your money back. They guarantee it. Order now and get 50% off all GenuCell packages for the summer. Go to lovegenucell.com slash Stephanie. Link in the description at bobseska.com. Love lovegenucell.com slash Stephanie. Thank you. The Bob Seska Show. When your life is full of danger And you're feeling like a stranger When you say goodbye to someone Got some 
Pennies in my pocket, got holes in my pants. White shoes, denim blues, I just wanna dance. Pennies in my pocket, got holes in my pants. White shoes, denim blues, I just wanna dance. I'm spinning on this axis, paying taxes, taking classes. I stare into the blackness through rose-colored glasses. I'm dancing through another I always day. hate to uh, interrupt this shit. This is really amazing. This is Wallace. W-A-L-L-I-S featuring the Shriver Sisters. Brand new single called Another Day. Okay, so Wallace and her two sisters, because Wallace is also a Shriver sister. Wallace is 16 years old. Oh my God. <laughs> this just blows me away. The incredible talent that the internet has uh, has given us over the years. And Another example right here. Why? Just love it Why? so much. Why are you and I taking up her oxygen? <laughs> I know, no shit. Uh, the website is IamWallace.com. Link in the description of BobSeska.com. Oh, you got to support this stuff. And remember where you were when you first heard this uh-huh. recording artist because we're going to watch her collecting a lot of Grammys in the future. I know it. Yep, her and her sisters. Shriver sisters from uh, Philadelphia. Yeah. You'll be hearing, I'm guessing, you'll be hearing this song in just a few days on the monthly Indie, Indie Music, Music Countdown. Countdown. Absolutely. Exciting. Yeah, it's coming up this cool. weekend. Can't wait. And uh, this will be close to uh, number one on the uh, countdown. Uh-huh. BobSeska.com slash music if you want to uh, send your stuff to me, and I appreciate that. I Thank you for sharing. And uh, well, let's get back into things here. By the way, once again, IamWallace.com to support uh, Wallace featuring the Shriver Sisters. Please do. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's very dramatic. Oh, real quick, before we get back into the Insurrection yes. Committee, um, bad news. I've got some bad music news here. Really? One of our favorites on the show. Uh, one of our favorite bands from Baltimore has uh-huh. broken up. Flying oh. Flying Jacob is right. no more. They just announced uh. on their Facebook page the other day, we are Flying Jacob on Facebook, that they are going to be disbanding. Wow. And uh, just incredible. You know, we've been playing almost- It's always sad. Yeah, I know. I think we've played almost every track from their Renew album. And Great. it is just some of the most phenomenal music, and it's always sad to see uh, recording well, uh, recording artists like this go. But uh, you know, they're they're young, and I, I think they're going to reform in some other way. I, but I sometimes think having a band is a little like starting a restaurant. There's like an 90 percent chance you'll fail. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's and, right. and so it, it, to have the success that they've had also indicates that they're stocked with talented people who hopefully will individually go on and do great things, at yeah. least the ones who deserve it. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, it's sad to see Flying Jake go, and I'm, I'm so disappointed because I never got to see them live. I never, I never, and they're yeah. right up there in Baltimore. I could have gone if they had uh, and, stuck around. And, and speaking of drama, I just want to bring up to date on Simone Biles. Yes, and, yes, and please. Everything around what's going on. Uh, where we left it last night, uh, the U.S. women's gymnastics team, I don't follow this stuff, but this is important. <laughs> yeah, they it, it looked like they'd, they'd gotten off to a weak start, but there was a lot of confidence they were really going to come back today. Mm-hmm. And uh, this morning, first thing, uh, Simone Biles reports an injury or, or that she won't be competing. She withdrew entirely from the competition wow. suddenly, with a, mm. uh, totally unexpected. Uh, it, it seemed to be an injury, but later she revealed it wasn't an injury at all that she had withdrawn because it was time for Olympic athletes to be treated like people. Hmm. And with that, Russia won the gold in gymnastics, women's gymnastics. Wow. 
is it, it, I can't imagine the story being much more dramatic than that. And that was all unfolding during these incredibly dramatic hearings this morning about the January 6th insurrection. Yeah, yeah. There's some strange rules uh, that the Olympic Committee has set for this year's uh, Olympics. I mean, uh, beginning with the whatever it was, cardboard beds to make sure the Olympic athletes weren't screwing each other in their spare time. I mean, who cares? Who cares right, what right. they do when they're not competing? If, if there's a refrigerator, they're set. Yeah, absolutely. And I strongly recommend it. Plus, it reduces inflammation. I just wanted to add that. The coldness. It's, it's so hot, Bob and Kimberly haven't come out. <laughs> Yeah, I spent the rest of yesterday afternoon in the refrigerator just cooling uh-huh. off after right. uh, my immensely, it was 102 degrees and I decided to do a a 30-mile bike ride down to the Potomac River and oh, back. Oh, you, you know what? <laughs> I'm nuts. Yeah, listen, I'm nuts. That's, that's, that's not allowed. You know, when you're uh, a national treasure, yeah. uh, you're not allowed to do things that, that risk your life. You're yeah. just not allowed to do that. So <laughs> I, we on, on behalf of everyone listening, don't do that. <laughs> I stumbled into the front door uh, yesterday after the ride, and Kimberly's there to greet me, and she says, so how was the ride? And I just went, <sighs> <laughs> Bicycling in 102 is just kind of dumb, my friend. <laughs> it I is. Don't I didn't, to... You know what? I didn't think it was going to be 102. The thing on my phone said 84. And then uh-huh. I get out there, and suddenly it's 102 degrees. And I'm going, oh, what the hell have I gotten myself into? Anyway, uh, let's get back into this because this is real. Yeah. This is real life. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just a wuss uh, complaining about my bike ride. This uh, insurrection got real today. More yeah. so, I mean, not the, yeah, for the did. first time since January 6th, for the first time in over 200 days, mm-hmm. this insurrection got very, very real yeah. for America. Right. And this is the testimony. We're going to hear a couple of clips here from Daniel Hodges. This is the testimony that needs to be broadcast far and wide, shared, retweeted, uh, put it up on your Facebook page. Uh, Congressional candidates need to be making uh, campaign ads out of this and doing massive ad buys with some of this testimony. They need to do it. This can never happen again. What happened to Daniel Hodges, what happened to Michael Fanon, what happened to the United States Congress, the whole intention of this was to strip us of our vote. And that was the purpose of this. Okay, so here's uh, Daniel Hodges this morning. I'm not sure what he says in this clip, uh, but here we go. We had been marching in two columns, but as we got closer to the West Terrace, the crowd became so dense that in order to progress, we marched single file with our hands on the shoulders of the man in front of us in order to avoid separation. However, as we came close to the terrace, our line was divided and we came under attack. A man attempted... There it is, terrace. He said the yes. word terror. He's describing the insurrectionists as terrorists. At least one of the enough. officers. At least one of the officers used the word many times uh, to drive that point home today in their testimony. Yep. yep. To rip the baton from my hands, and we wrestled for control. I retained my weapon after I pushed him back. He yelled at me, "You're on the wrong team." Mm. Cut off from our leadership, which was at the front of our formation, we huddled up and assessed the threats surrounding us. One man tried and failed to build a rapport with me, shouting, Are you my brother? Another takes a different tack, shouting, You will die on your knees. I was at the front of our group and determined we had to push our way through the crowd in order to join the defense proper. So I began shouting, Make way! as I forged ahead, hoping that I'm clearing a path for others behind me to follow. However, as I looked back, I saw that the rest of the group came under attack and were unable to follow. The crowd attempted to physically bar the rest of the platoon from following. 
I backtracked and started pulling the terrorists off my team from their backpacks and their collars. Around this time, one of the terrorists who had scaled the scaffolding that adorned the Capitol at the time threw something heavy down at me and struck me in the head, disorienting me. I suspect this resulted in the likely concussion I dealt with in the weeks after. Another man attempted to disarm me of my baton. And again, we wrestled for control. He kicked me in my chest as we went to the ground. I was able to retain my baton again, but I ended up on my hands and knees and blind. The medical mask I was wearing at the time to protect myself from the coronavirus was pulled up over my eyes so I couldn't see. Oh, God. I braced myself against the impact of their blows and feared the worst. Thankfully, my platoon had repelled their own attackers and got me back on my feet. Mm, there it is, Daniel Hodges, and uh, the worst is still to come. But before we get back into uh, the next clip from Daniel Hodges, I wanted to add here, uh, Mary Trump reports that Jamie Raskin has called the people who attacked the Capitol fascist traitors. Yeah, as Mary Trump says, this is an accurate description, 100%. Yes. On the other side of the horrible, horrible coin here, um, Jack Posobiec, <laughs> Red Hat influencer Jack Posobiec, uh, tweeted, don't recall any sob sessions after the Capitol attack at the 2017 inauguration. What the hell does that even mean? I mean, I right. get the sob sessions thing. He's making fun of the officers and the members of Congress who are uh, getting choked up. Uh -huh. But what's the Capitol attack at the 2017 inauguration? Well, exactly. I mean, if they just make up anything they, they need. They're grasping at straws. Really. Yeah. And I, I, it's my hope that people will see that more and more. Uh, yeah, yeah, I knew that th there were going to be Republican taunts uh, about the tears today. Yeah. Uh, we saw Adam Kinzinger, uh, the Republican of, from Illinois, uh, fighting tears. We heard the officers fighting tears. We saw Adam Schiff, the normally unshakable Adam Schiff of California, mm -hmm. uh, fighting tears. Uh, and I said, uh, you know, I, so I, I tweeted uh, today that uh, when democracy is threatened, even the brave shed a tear. Yep. Uh, I think I think we need to defend those tears, and I think we need to be proud of those tears. Yeah, yeah. Irrespective, I, you know what? I don't care what party Michael Fanon belongs to, what party Daniel Hodges belongs to, what he has said in the past, or what he may say in the future. These guys were protecting democracy, protecting the integrity of the Constitution from a gang of thugs who were acting and on the word of not only one scam artist, but let's say three scam artists because and don't take it and don't take it from two podcasters this is what the officers testified that's to. right so we're talking about i'm talking the three scam artists are the following and these are the ones at the top of the fucking heap and the, the ones who need to be dragged before congress and under uh, oath they need to testify on television and i'm talking about donald trump and i'm talking about ron and jim watkins who have portrayed this q character on social media yeah. for so long now. And those guys need to be dragged up just as much as Donald Trump does because those guys are responsible for the under-the-surface chaos. I wonder if they'll get to that or if it's even, you know, I, I, they, should be, they should be punished, certainly. Uh, I, I don't know if that will fall within the scope of this committee's work or not. Yeah. Uh, I do think it will ensnare Kevin McCarthy and Boebert and a whole bunch. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I do think it will ensnare them. And I, I think 
I would, like I said, I was very encouraged to hear Liz Cheney say we are going to subpoena and enforce those subpoenas. Uh, she's not ready to take any crap from anybody who's not willing to come testify. Uh, she, I, I hear a determination on this committee to get those folks in there to testify. This isn't like the impeachment where there was reluctance to do that or, you know, other problems that the subpoenas were fought in court. I don't. This is uh, this is a much much bigger issue, even if you can imagine, and this yeah. is the very uh, fate of democracy at stake. And so uh, there's, uh, there's a real determination there to enforce those penis. I think we'll. I believe. I, I'm hoping we'll get testimony from McCarthy. We'll get yeah. testimony from Trump. Oh my God, what mm-hmm. what a mess that would be. Uh, but you know whether or not they'll go after these other guys, somebody should. But whether or not that'll be part of the scope of the committee's work, I, I don't know. Well, whether there is some legal statute to throw uh-huh. these guys in prison is a is a different story. But what we need is we need to get them on record. And I'm talking the, the centerpiece of all of this: these three guys, this fucking unholy trinity of a holes and pranksters need to be held accountable publicly and exposed publicly. Donald Trump, Ron Watkins, Jim Watkins. Ron and Jim Watkins, they are Q. I mean, remember the video. We saw dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of Q adherents attacking the Capitol building because for years they had been worked up into this froth about, you know, the storm is coming, all of this shit right. is going down, you got to attack, fight, fight, fight. Donald Trump just the other day was talking about we got to fight. He actually said the words, we have to fight. Yes. Knowing what has happened at his behest already when it comes to, you know, fighting. And so he's still doing it. And so these guys, more than uh, Kevin McCarthy, more than the enablers on the Hill, these are the guys, or even Tucker Carlson or the uh, Red Hat Entertainment Complex, these are the guys around which all of these insurrectionists were being mustered, and they need to be held accountable. Just in the last uh, 48 hours, uh, Mike Mike Flynn bragging about the rifle he was given by a so-called church. Oh, God. uh, And Flynn saying he maybe he'd go to Washington and hunt some people. Uh, That's a threat, ladies and gentlemen. And that that underscores the point we tried to make in the beginning and throughout, which is the insurrection of January 6th isn't over yet. And one of the goals of this committee is to stop it. Mm -hmm. And Mike Flynn is another one. I would put him as kind of a second in command. And in fact, there's a lot oh, of linkage a, between Bob, it's it's so hard to pick a favorite criminal. Uh, you <laughs> I know, know. I mean, yeah, we uh, haven't even gotten to Congress yet. <laughs> well, Mike Flynn is the connective tissue between Trump right. world and Q world. Because yeah. Mike Flynn loves the Q shit. In fact, there's a he lot does. of speculation that Mike Flynn was Q. He's not Q. <laughs> Ron Watkins is Q, with uh egging on by Jim Watkins, his dad. But uh with Mike Flynn, Mike Flynn's part of this uh, cabal of ex-military, ex-intelligence guys who have kind of their own Q cell. And they're using their knowledge, their insider knowledge of the military and the intelligence community against the United States. Mike yeah, Flynn wants to be like the Robert E. Lee of the next Civil War, if one ever happens. A, and that's an interesting point, uh, using their uh, military knowledge uh, for this insurrection. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've heard the officers testify this morning that they, some of the folks they were up against clearly had military training and yep. were therefore using it in the violent attack 
on the seat of our democracy. That's right. Uh, you know, that's so that's a very, very important point. And it seems to range all the way from the boots on the ground all the way up to General Flynn. Yeah. I mean, how many of these guys turned up on January 6th at the Capitol right. with the body armor and all the tactical gear that they see right. advertised on Facebook, by the way? Uh-huh. I mean, they were ready for a battle. Make no mistake, while they didn't have a lot of firearms to speak of, they had everything else that they could get away with. And they were ready for it. This is the intention. This was the preconceived idea of how that day would go. This wasn't, oh, look, we're just here protesting. Ah, oh, something's happening spontaneously. I guess we're going inside. Let's go. And they go. They all go in with their protest signs and their Trump flags. No, 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 no. These guys were ready for a fight. The other point we should underscore today is that it's just how close, and this was covered this morning as well, mm-hmm. we should underscore it, and that is we came very, very close to losing our democracy. And I mean razor close yeah. uh, to losing our democracy. They almost succeeded on January 6th. They haven't given up. This threat is very real. I am confident we can and will defeat it. I am heartened by the hearings while being sickened by the specific testimony. Yeah. Uh, but I'm heartened by the hearings. I I really, truly feel encouraged that somebody's taking this seriously and that we're going to get to the bottom of this. And I think we all know where it's going. We have to do that and get it on the record. A few more steps, and they could have done it. A few more yeah. steps. They could have gotten to uh, people like Mitt Romney. There was a very uh, close yes. shave with Mitt Romney, an extremely close shave with Mike Pence. If they had been more organized and more prepared for success, they could have held that building until the National Guard came in. And then once the National Guard had come in, that would have been the end of that. But the fact is that they could have done enough. I mean, you know, look, you can take the National Guard out of the equation if uh, Donald Trump had told them to stand down. If Donald Trump had ordered the National Guard to stand down later in the afternoon and those guys had managed to seize uh, in a more permanent way both chambers of Congress, while taking hostages inside. This could have gone a completely different direction. And you're exactly right, Buzz. This came so close to being successful. And it ain't over. And it ain't over. That's right. They're going to try again. They're going to try again. Unless unless there is swift punishment for all of the plotters. Make no mistake, the only way this gets bottled up again is not just accountability for the plotters and the actual insurrectionists, but also accountability for the Republican Party that continues to make excuses. This needs to be tied around their necks like an albatross permanently until they, in some sincere way, retract and repent. But I doubt they will ever, 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 ever do that. This is the hill they want to die on, and we should let them. I can't disagree. Well, here's a, here's more of Daniel Hodges. The two sides were at a stalemate at a metal door frame that sat in the middle of the hallway. At the front line, I inserted myself so the frame was at my back in an effort to give myself something to brace against and provide additional strength, strength when pushing forward. Unfortunately, soon... By the way, I just want to stop right here. Uh, yes. For me personally, this is right. like my worst nightmare because uh, the claustrophobia. Uh, claustrophobia, yeah. Well, and, and, and understand also the tremendous tons, tonnage of weight, whatever, yeah. however many thousands of pounds of weight were, were upon this guy by the crowd pushing mm. against 
this revolving door. He was pinned between the edge of a revolving door and the door frame for oh. the entire revolving door set. And so imagine being, imagine the sharpness of that metal. Imagine the hardness of that metal. Imagine between being between two pieces of that metal mm. and having that sort of tonnage uh, weighing upon you and, and, and literally crushing you. Yeah. Uh, imagine the terror you would feel in that moment. That's what this man did to protect your capital. At the mercy of human nature, he was. My God. Yes. The, yeah. the horror, the horror of this. So the frame was at my back in an effort to give myself something to brace against and provide additional strength, strength when pushing forward. Unfortunately, soon after I secured this position, the momentum shifted and we lost the ground that got me there. <clears throat> on my left was a man with a clear riot shield stolen during the assault. He slammed it against me and, with all the weight of the bodies pushing behind him, trapped me. My arms were pinned and effectively useless, trapped against either the shield on my left or the door frame on my right. With my posture granting me no functional strength or freedom of movement, I was effectively defenseless and gradually sustaining injury from the increasing pressure of the mob. <sighs> Directly in front of me, a man seized the opportunity of my vulnerability, grabbed the front of my gas mask, and used it to beat my head against the door. He switched to pulling it off my head, the straps stretching against my skull and straining my neck. He never uttered any words I recognized, but opted instead for guttural screams. I remember him foaming at the mouth. He also put his cell phone in his mouth so that he had both hands free to assault me. Eventually, he succeeded in stripping away my gas mask, and a new rush of exposure to CS and OC spray hit me. This is, uh, I'm pausing right here, there's more to it, but I just wanted to say, the video of what he's describing right now with that frothing-mouthed man grabbing his mask, yes. holy shit. I mean, we, yeah. we all remember uh, Officer Hodges and his face bleeding and screaming for help. Right, we remember that. But right May, before that, when he's yeah. got his mask on, he's got his gas mask on, this guy is, like, screaming. I mean, I'm talking about the insurrection. He's got yes. him by the mask and is screaming uh, just whatever, noise. He's making like, noise like and pushing prehistoric, this. Yeah. Like prehistoric man. Yeah, exactly right. It's just a, it's a terrifying scene. It's like something out of a, like a Rob Zombie body horror movie of some sort. It's horrible. Let, the, let this officer's words sear into your brain. Yeah, here we go. The mob of terrorists were coordinating their efforts now, shouting, heave, ho, as they synchronized, pushing their weight forward, crushing me further against the metal doorframe. The man in front of me grabbed my baton that I still held in my hands, and in my current state, I was unable to retain my weapon. He bashed me in the head and face with it, rupturing my lip and adding additional injury to my skull. At this point, I knew I couldn't sustain much more damage and remain upright. At best, I would collapse and be a liability to my colleagues. At worst, be dragged out into the crowd and lynched. <sighs> Unable to move or otherwise signal the officers behind me that I needed to fall back, I did the only thing that I could do and screamed for help. Imagine not knowing what was going to happen from second right. to second. The not knowing is one of the most terrifying aspects of it because, you know, as Officer Hodges describes here, he could have been dragged out and lynched. I mean, they could have hanged him. I mean, they, he didn't know. What? They didn't know. No one knew what was planned for some of the people inside, whether they were officers or members of Congress. We know that there was a makeshift gibbet uh, built in front of the Capitol building with a hangman's noose hanging yes. from it. Yes, while they were shouting, hang Mike Pence. Yeah. 
this is yeah, it's, it's stunning. It's I'm breathless. Yeah, from this. yeah, absolutely. All right, we're gonna take uh, one last break here, and we're gonna come back uh, more uh, discussion about the uh, committee. But, but also, how I believe I'm a hero today. Oh yes, we gotta get to that too. <laughs> yes, Buzz did a good thing on Twitter. We're gonna talk about that and uh, a lot Maybe. more <laughs> right after these words. <laughs> You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. My friend Richard Turgeon, uh, regular here on the show. This is his latest single, Goodbye to Summer, from his uh, forthcoming EP called Campfire Songs. Yeah, in fact, I played, I think, almost all of the songs from this EP. So it's a nice collector's item to have if you've been enjoying Richard Turgeon's tracks here on the show. Yep. RichardTurgeon.com to support Rich. Yeah. You want? I just want to say you you want to be doing like 60, 65 miles an hour while you're listening to the song. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Another another candidate for song of the summer. Uh, hey, some uh, additional news to come here as we're discussing the uh, insurrection. Real quick, uh, apparently Fox News uh, after the end of the first part of the hearings today, Fox mm-hmm. News reacted by fretting over the subpoenas that are coming next for White House officials oh, in their January six phone records. So you boys just fret yeah. away. <laughs> They're scared. They are speaking, scared. And, speaking, uh, of, speaking of networks, we were trying to decide around oh, yeah, the house yeah. today uh, what network to watch the, the live coverage of the, today's hearings. Uh-huh. And I just, you know, I, uh, I, I don't hate CNN, but uh, <laughs> watching Wolf Blitzer to me is like watching Milk Curdle. And I just, I can't do it. And I'm, I was just pretty sure he was going to be there. So, no, uh-huh. that's out. ABC had, uh, bless their hearts, had live coverage today. But David Muir's already got the uh, evening news wrapped up, uh, ratings-wise. Yeah. Let's help the kids out at MSNBC. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching MSNBC, and uh, they, they, they start with the first videos as evidence. This is being introduced in the historical record we were talking about earlier. This is being introduced as evidence. And because of uh, the banner that the MSNBC graphics department is very proud of, we can't see the damned captions uh, on the video. Oh, yeah. And so I tweeted at uh, 9.47 this morning, and that was about a half an hour into the hearings, maybe, uh, at MSNBC, please drop the network banner so we can see the captions on the videos of the one six hearings. I promise we won't forget what we're watching or where. 
And in the very next video, it was gone. And I know, you know, probably thousands oh, of people. Yeah. No, you know, thousands of people probably uh, let MSNBC know their unhappiness about that. But uh, it makes me feel like a hero. So I'm, let me have that victory and just say, yeah, I am responsible for allowing you to see the captions. <laughs> Very nicely done, and we're going to give all the credit to you. I don't know why you're deferring you. credit off onto these other people. Well, you know, I just I don't want to be I don't want to be historically inaccurate. <laughs> no, I mean, who cares? We're writing the first draft of history right here. It was all Buzz. It was Buzz Burbank, and he 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 saved the day for the lower third on the uh, coverage today. So that's that's great. So thank uh, you at MSNBC. Absolutely. Um, also, Officer Dunn uh, testified uh, this morning. He said. There was an attack on January 6th, and a hitman sent them. I want you to get to the bottom of that. A hitman. And he's, you know, he's referring to Donald Trump as, yeah. a, as a hitman. Accurate. Absolutely accurate. Yeah, also, like I said, uh, it, 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 all fingers pointed to Trump today, and yeah. we're just getting started. So mm -hmm. I, I find that very encouraging. Oh, me too. Officer Dunn also uh, was repeatedly called the N-word during the incident. Yes. A big shocker yeah. here. Uh, he says it was the first time ever that he was called the N-word while in uniform, while on duty, yeah, that it never happened before. I think it's before. good. I think it's good and important that we're uh, incorporating uh, and including and paying attention to the racist element of yeah. the attack on the Capitol. It was, no doubt, an attack on all of us. Even Republican votes, as you were indicating sooner yeah. or earlier, uh, those were that was an attack on everyone's vote. That's right. Uh, this helps spotlight how in particular it's aimed at the black vote and and how racism is very much a part of the Trump flag-waving movement that stormed the Capitol. Mm -hmm. And don't forget these names. Ellie Stefanik, uh, uh -huh. Louis Gohmert, uh, uh -huh. Matt Gates, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar. All these people held a press event demanding answers on the treatment of January 6th prisoners. Right. So they've come out. They're, they're the uh, let's protect the insurrectionist brigade. That's one of the poorest, saddest attempts at a distraction I've ever seen yeah, uh, yeah. or heard of. I didn't watch it. Uh, there was no need to because you knew what lies would be spewed there yeah. based on the lies those same people have told in the past. And I, I think, you know, while that may appeal to some of their base, uh, you know, yeah, go get them, yeah. I, I don't I, I don't think it's going to make a ripple mm -hmm. uh, compared to all else that happened today. Well, and they're also blaming Nancy Pelosi. That's the thing. I think we've mentioned oh, this uh, in the past, long. but yeah. now it's yeah. like it's it's hitting the high watermark right now with everyone <laughs> saying, well, it's, it's Nancy Pelosi's fault because she didn't call in the, the proper uh, security for the event. Well, it wasn't her goddamn job. Since when does the Speaker no. of the House organize uh, the National Guard? Speaker of the House is not... Not, 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 when, not, not when, the commander-in-chief of the military. Sorry. When when McCarthy called for help, did he call Pelosi or did he call Trump? <laughs> that's, that's exactly it's everything you right. need to know right there. Yeah, yeah. So we're blaming uh, Nancy Pelosi in that short miniskirt she was wearing. You know, she asked for it. That hussy. <laughs> God damn these people. God damn them. God damn it. Um, real quick, I want to mention this uh, CDC reversal on its mask yes. mandate. Now, what they're yes. saying is... They're recommending masks indoors for vaccinated people in uh -huh. high-risk areas where there's low vaccinations and high uh, infection rates. 
like the home of a relative, for example. <laughs> Speaking for myself. Here. Y- yeah, yeah. And <laughs> this is, God damn it, CDC. CDC should have never lifted the mask mandate or the mask guidance, I should say, in the first place. It's no, it wasn't a mandate. It's like, here's what we recommend. But uh, well, a couple of months ago, they did. And again, it was a an excuse. It was kind of a loophole through which unvaxxed people would start to go inside into places without wearing a mask. I think I think uh, even even in the Biden administration, I think uh, health officials have uh, become hypersensitized to the attacks upon them and and I think they've played it conservatively and carefully yeah. and and tried not to overstep their bounds as scientists and that meekness uh, comes from them being intimidated mm-hmm. by the right and uh, it's unfortunate uh, because I think what you just described is the result of that intimidation yeah I, I I'm glad to hear that they, they've reinstated this uh, I think the science supports it uh, just from what I've seen. Uh, and and so I'm not a bit surprised. As I indicated earlier, uh, I think things are getting worse. I'm very disheartened because, yeah. like maybe a lot of other people, I had plans for this fall. <laughs> I, Me too. I, you know, uh, so much I, I would like to do, and I know you would too. And we can't. This is why these people are why we can't have nice things. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and or or anything apparently. And uh, we're all just fed up with it. I've been promoting uh, occasionally the hashtag lock them out, uh, referring mm-hmm. to the unvaccinated. Wow. Uh, it, it's time to just lock them out of everything. If they want to, it's time to make their lives inconvenient, their lives inconvenient, not ours. They've made our lives inconvenient. It's time for us to return the favor That's right. to the unvaccinated and try to contain them. And uh, now that we're down to it, and, and, and I'm, I'm heartened by uh, the Veterans Administration, the state of California, and the city of New York all now requiring vaccinations of their employers. Yep. You're going to see more than that. Uh, the, the Justice Department has ruled that it will not allow the enforcement of uh, mandatory vaccination rules in companies. Uh, this is this is very encouraging. I, I hope it helps. I hope it happens in time because some of these things are on like eight week time delays. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so, you know, they, a lot can happen in eight weeks. And I'm afraid what's going to happen in the next eight weeks is, is very, very bad when it comes to COVID numbers. Uh, I, if there's, a, we're going to lose a lot of Republican voters. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, I'm not, I'll, I'll try to not be joyous about that. <laughs> Uh, because it's sad. It, re- it really is very, very sad. It, it is also, as they have pointed out so many times, their choice. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, they are, as Bob and I have discussed before, breeding uh, new variants while we speak. Mm-hmm. And, Absolutely, uh, they are. Yeah. They, 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 this is a this is a criminal attack on the public health of this country and cannot be tolerated. Lock them out. Yeah. Well, here is a salient point that you can use. Uh, I don't want to say necessarily against anti-vaxxers, but if you're confronted by someone, possibly someone you know, family Uh member, friend, Uh who's just like, hey, you know what? I don't want to get the vaccine because of this emergency use authorization. I don't want to I don't want to deal with it because it was rushed to market without being sufficiently tested. And well, it still hasn't been officially FDA approved. And now they're using that as an excuse saying, well, you know, not until it's FDA approved. That's right. Well, neither are the treatments hospitals are using for people infected with COVID. Right. And that's the key. The people who are refusing to get vaccinated because they're concerned about whatever side effects would occur from the vaccine being rushed to market, 
they're going to eventually be confronted with treatments in a hospital that were also rushed to market. So it's like, you know, they're sticking themselves in this trash compactor of their own making. And one way or another, they're going to be facing down a somewhat untested piece of medicine. And, and, uh, and in that regard, they, what just get, just get, fucking, get vaccinated, just get vaccinated right, right. for the sake of the people around you at the very right. least, let us go back to some sense of normalcy and stop holding the nation hostage because that's heard, exactly what the anti-vaxxers are doing. I've heard countless quotes this week, uh, f- uh from nurses and doctors, uh, talking about the deaths of individuals who refused the vaccine, mm-hmm. uh, got COVID, and uh, then were essentially on their deathbeds in a COVID unit uh, of a hospital. Yeah. And uh, they've been asked, these folks, uh, if you had it to do over again, would you get the vaccine? They say yes. In some cases, some of these patients, some of these red hats, are begging for the vaccine, and doctors and nurses are forced to tell them, it's too late. Yeah. I've seen that they've had to say that to some children, for that matter. Yeah. And that's the real tragedy. The kids who can't get vaccinated, who the are kids. unable, yeah, to physically the handle the vaccine, and they're dying too. The kids Republicans keep telling us are so important. The ones that's we right. suck the blood out of. Yep, yep. Oh, by the way, before we wrap up here... Uh, more of that quote from Officer Dunn about hitman, about referring to Donald Trump as a hitman. Right, right. He says here, if a hitman is hired and he kills somebody, the hitman goes to the jail. But mm-hmm. not only does the hitman go to jail, but the right. person who hired him does. That's correct. And then he continues on to say there was an attack carried out on January 6th and a hitman sent them to get, you know, we got to get to the bottom of that. Yeah. Perfectly said. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Cu- cu- coming up in the cheerfully titled po- post-mortem show. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, we will. We will do that. And uh, the joke that was too dark to tell in today's monologue. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll hear that. Plus, so be a, be a subscriber. Uh, yeah. Plus uh, some comeuppance for George Prescott Bush. George P. Bush. We're going to be t- talking about that. Uh, plus, uh, let's see what so else here. Sad. Yeah, really. <laughs> so sad. Please clap. Please clap. Please clap. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> Jeb, what did you say? Was it Jeb? Please clap. Yeah, thank you. Uh, plus, Rand Paul was, well, something happened to Rand Paul during a town really? hall where we've got that uh, audio it'll, too. It'll, yeah. Story will curl your hair. That's right. So you don't want to miss the postmortem show because the fun keeps happening. The, <laughs> the fun continues today. Absolutely. And uh, so when we uh, when we when this music is uh, done playing, we keep on talking. The show continues on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Bob Seska show. So don't miss out. We got more news, more commentary coming up here uh, just around the corner. It's a uh, bonus material. It's extra show. It's not done. We're not done. I, I swear to God, we're not finished There's here. More. Yeah, lots more to discuss here uh, uh, on the show coming up. That said, I think we did a pretty good job today, Bob. Yeah, I say we do. It was maybe the best show we've ever done. (laughs) This is the best show we've ever done. Delightful. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, Tucker Carlson was ambushed in Montana. We got to talk about that for a second. Oh, that'll be fun. See? Okay, that's all coming up just around the corner on our Patreon page. Meanwhile, follow Buzz Burbank on Twitter and Facebook. Just search for Michael J. Elston or Buzz Burbank. We'll get you there, too. That's it. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye.
win this. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.